1: it's now time for cannabis talk 101 with blue joe grande and mark and craig wasserman the pot brothers at law we're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis
0: welcome to cannabis talk 101 with blue joe grande and mark and craig wasserman the pot brothers at law i want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast all around the world It is greatly appreciated make sure you check out the website cannabistalk101.com as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis and if you ever want to give us a call and say hello the phone number is real easy, 800 420 1980. That's 1 800 420 1980. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages for daily news, learn the script, and so much more. At Cannabis Talk 101, at Pot underscore Brothers underscore at underscore Law. Well, Mark is at Waslaw. Craig is at Waslaw Dog. Blue is at One Christopher Wrights. And I am at Joe Grande 52. And I hope you guys are having a great holiday season out there. As a, This is a show that I'm extremely excited about for some weird reason, because I hear this guy and see this guy on Clubhouse all the time, as he is definitely the most inspirational Clubhouse host for Cannabis Talk 101 there is. The community outreach on Clubhouse, on behalf of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, it is Allie Muffins, ladies and gentlemen, you can find them all on LinkedIn and everything else, Ali Muffins, thank you so much for coming on with us, brother.
2: It's an honor, Joe. Um, it's for the audience, uh, just to give you guys a little insight. Joe caught me by surprise, and I'm super honored to be on the main show. I've been, obviously, with Cannabis Talk for a few months, and uh, it's um, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the platform. You know how I feel about, about you guys, but uh, thank you appreciate you uh, allowing me the platform joe it means a lot
0: no well you know what uh, like i like to tell people and when i think of things like this nothing happens on accident and you know what you earn these things right like you're right you who are we kidding you've never been on it yet be, and, and it wasn't not to be uh, to think oh you didn't earn it no definitely you've, you you've earned it but even more so now uh, i see what you do and you bring the value to our Format to our platforms, and you are a valued person. And for not one second, I hope you never think that you're not or think that we don't look at you that way because I know behind your back, we talk about how valued you are and uh, we appreciate you. And that being said, you know, if those who don't know who he is, you need to start checking out our clubhouse rooms because he is the main host on that format. And he does, I believe it's Terpene Tuesday?
2: Yes, sir. Um, we do five shows actually on Clubhouse in the Cannabis Talk uh, Network. We do Medical Mondays with myself, Nadia DeCordi, and Dr. Barry. We do Terpene Tuesday with experts uh, from the cannabis industry, uh, which we co- in which we cover growing as well as extraction. We actually do an intellectual property room on cannabis trademarks, two of the best trademarks of which uh, are owned by Cannabis Talk and the Pop Brothers at Law. So we educate the consumers. Is that on Wednesdays? That, uh, no, the, both those are on Tuesdays. So we, we do the trademark room on Tuesdays at 1, and Turkey Tuesdays on Tuesdays at 2.20 Pacific Time. Then we have on Thursdays and Fridays two rooms that we do in association with Oaksterdam University. So, again, thanks to you guys and the platform, what we've been able to accomplish is a tremendous amount of education.
0: Which is uh, phenomenal. So there's where you could hear Ali speak a- in a tremendous length of breaking down that knowledge. And Ali, I want to use this platform to start way back when. I want young Ali eftikari, if I pronounce that right. Because uh, I'm sure you, or maybe you were Ali Muffins at a young age. I don't know um but i know that's the stage name the the real gentleman just like i am joseph lopez but big joe joe grande has always been on the mic doing shit like you know always 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 that being said if you hear my story i've been in entertainment for years so rocking many mics and many stages and smoking joints at the age of six has never been a thing and we're going to do the high five with you as well ali in the third segment so you don't need to give me those answers right away but i do want to go back to Hearing your story of it as as I go through and we're friends on LinkedIn as well, which is even funnier, folks, is Ali and I have had several dozens of Zoom meetings, but we've never slapped hands. So, you know, it's funny if he walks up and I've seen pictures of him where I go, damn, you look taller in pictures. I didn't know this. And on Zoom, he still looks, you know, just this cute little bald guy. That's a good looking man. I don't know, so we've never seen each other. He's never felt my girth next to him, which I, I can't, can't wait, wait for him to do. But that all being said, Allie, I just want to go back to, to young Allie, entrepreneur, high college. Like, let's let's go back to high school, college. Where, where did you grow up? Is it Canada? Well, yes. I'm. I'd, I'd love to actually give you the
2: genesis of Allie Muffins, if you want, Joe. I want um, to go back to the comes, young
0: you before Allie Muffins. Which I'm comes? Going. Well, it comes in high school. Oh, that's what comes it, from it, high, it, school. high school. Where'd you go to high school at?
2: I went to high school at Sentinel Secondary. So I'm ai immigrated to Canada. I'm in Vancouver, Canada, guys. And I immigrated here when I was nine. And I was a smart kid from Iran. I'm from from the Islamic Republic of Iran. And I'm lucky that my family brought me here.
0: By the way, Uh, assalamu alaikum, my brother.
2: Alaikum assalam. Although I'm a weed-smoking, uh, wine-drinking hey, so are
0: my other Muslim buddies <laughs> I, I I got my boy, my boy's dad works at the, at the mosque here in Mission Viejo. I've been to the mosque many Fridays.
2: I love it. I love it. It's a vibe there. And so um, when I came to um, uh, Vancouver, I attended a very good school because I was smart. And um, that's Sentinel Secondary School. And from there is where I learned about cannabis. I hung out with a lot of rich kids that had a lot of money. And so I could get a taste of them, uh, what's going on there. But I myself, of course, was an immigrant and and wasn't exactly in the same position as them. So I worked every day after school, Joe, at a coffee shop called Marvelous Muffins. And that's where you get the name, Ali Muffins. From the the the
0: coffee shop.
2: There's a little more. One of, the, one of the things about being in high school when you, all the kids are rich and you're not, and I think you may know about this, Blue knows about this, we all went through this. It is that you see the discrepancy with, with how much money you have and they have. And I start using cannabis as a way to earn some money so I could be on equal terms with everyone else in my community and in my in my high school. This led to me allegedly selling cannabis out of the muffin shop after school. And ever since then, Joe, people have called me Ali Muffet. Um,
0: That is awesome. Let me ask you this, though, backing up to, to pushing a little, you know, uh, ounce I'm sure you started off with, and then it became a pound or a couple ounces, half pound. You know what I mean? As we all did at that young age, being from Iran with an Islamic background, it is quote unquote taboo back then. Now, all day every day it, there's like a muslim for cannabis movement big time and just recently the islamic background just um did which uh named cbd is okay because it's organic so now the muslims i'm sure you're aware of that as, as i just was put on game a few months back that oh no the islamic background we're using tinksters now <laughs> you know it's they said it's okay quote unquote from the hierarchy right that being said, as a youngster, were you nervous with the family, like that family dynamic? If your parents, your aunts, your uncles, the elders found out young Allie is pushing some weed, this cannabis, híjole, that could have been some heavy damage to you in the family.
2: Well, instead of híjole, we say, híjole, híjole, That's,
0: the, yala, that's yala, like <laughs>
2: That's what my mother said the first time she caught Ali Buffett smoking. And it's been a saga. Yes, absolutely, Joe. I mean, to this day, there is a lot of uh, um, trepidation amongst Muslims. And at that time, uh, obviously, I was scared as fuck as a kid. But even more so, like, about the community members. Don't let the Muslim parents see you. Don't let the Muslim parents catch you. Don't let Khale auntie, see you smoking the cannabis.
0: Don't do this. That was the vibe, brother. Not only that, did you smoke during Ramadan?
2: Again, I must admit, I'm a very poor practitioner of Islam. (laughs) So, yes, sir, I certainly did. (laughs) I got to ask
0: it, dog. You know what I'm saying? I I can't know about the brother's background because I'm very hip. Like, dude, I eat the holy soup. You already know what the holy soup is. My boys, they... I, I get down with my muslim families out here like i have been part of the nation hanging out I, like i said i've been to mosque. Ma- so for those who don't know mosques the, their church is on fridays so i'd be shoulder to shoulder on fridays i, I, I love going and, I, I, and even after the whole 9-11 thing i'm like man you can't be just fucking putting everybody under a blanket and say muslim or just stupid idiot people like i just used to get so mad at the media and people like oh look at these that's like saying christians are all fucking look what look what these catholics have been doing for years and decades come on folks so my point is i had even at that time i had another tie-in because i've grown up and been around a lot of muslim brothers and sisters that it that it's made me like i I know these traditions and i know that so when i when you tell me how that you've done that i'm like ooh, that must have been tough to get into that cannabis space being a muslim brother That being said, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to hear how he went from working at the coffee shop to becoming Alley Muffins to now branching off and becoming this guy on the mic and becoming who he is today. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue Joe Grande and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law. Very special edition of Cannabis Talk 101 because we have Allie Muffins on with us. Allie Muffins, of course, is the host of our Clubhouse Rooms. If you have not been on our Clubhouse Rooms, You got to go on there and check him out. He does a great job with Nadia. Nadia is going to come on, too, and I'm going to interview her in another podcast so you can hear all about her story. But before we get back to Ali, Ali, I don't know if you know what to say right now, but do you know what time it is? It's time to unmute yourself.
2: I do. (laughs) It's time to unmute my bike, but more importantly, it's dime time.
0: There he goes. He does listen to the show. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Dime Industries has been a leading trusted source of clean and potent medicine using state-of-the-art hardware, including premium food-grade stainless steel, glass ceramic plates, and enhanced battery life. The 1,000 milligram cartridges are amazing. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or check them out on Instagram at dime.industries. Now we're talking to my guy, Allie Muffins. You become Allie Muffins from the coffee shop. I love that. And now then, what? You go to college. I see you went to the University of British Columbia, majored in economics. Yes, sir. How did you get from there to uh, to jump into the cannabis? i walk me through this whole little thing as I'm looking at your LinkedIn.
2: Well, I I love that. Um, So one of the, again, for me, Joe, uh, uh, my journey with cannabis has been one of, Cannabis really empowering me and my family financially. Um, I'm very grateful to cannabis and the cannabis industry and all the people that come before us for us to be able to make money off of this wonderful plant. And for me, it was a liberating force because I couldn't afford to go to the University of British Columbia. If it wasn't for cannabis and my cannabis business, I very likely would have never been able to complete my degree. I got a one year...
0: in high school like how much were you pushing allegedly oh
2: by the end of high school joe we were doing pretty good we were doing pretty good um i had a car i was contributing to my family to my mother's needs that was what i was most proud of i had saved enough money for one year of college and i had a partial scholarship and uh Really, when I went to university, I had intended to turn my life around. I started a painting and construction business to make sure I paid for university. Well, you know, as these things go, there were times where I did have to resort back to cannabis. And it was really one of the saving graces for me to be able to complete my education.
0: That's amazing. Right. When you think about it, like, OK, what did you have to do to get in the game? Sold cannabis, went to college with that. University of British Columbia, first year paid for, helping pay for things around the house, helping get life going. Then you start with regular jobs, becoming a project manager for just future living, develop, just doing contract work, or where did it go from there? And Because if I'm not mistaken, I think I've overheard you have a some type of cannabis business now. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar, but I'm familiar. So Well, I have some of the rating. products.
2: I have some of the products around me too, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, illuminate on that. I did want to say I'm a big fan of Dime that you brought up because their quality of their products, as someone who owns a cannabis business, I really admire that. But back to our um, actual topic, my journey um, in construction was kind of congruent to cannabis. I began doing painting in the summer to pay for my university as alongside cannabis, but I quickly became a project manager for Future Living Development. And that led me down a path of learning how to build and how to construct, which is exactly the skills I needed to build a grow up. (laughs) And since 2009, I was able to get my first license um, and grow legal medical cannabis. And what I learned in construction helped me design the right kind of grow rooms and design facilities where we could grow clean, medical grade cannabis here in Canada, with 200 plants, we had a big limit, and that has developed now into a pretty good, uh, pretty good business and a brand that I'm quite proud of. We're a legacy brand, so I won't say it on the air, but I'm very proud of the work we do.
0: Oh, so so now you you still have the license though in Canada?
2: Yes, in 2018, our license has changed, and the license that I had since 2010 for eight years went out of um, sort of compliance, and we've changed the business model since then. Now, we have a licensed facility where we just specifically provide medical cannabis to patients. We don't sell it on the market. We are just here to help.
0: That's some of the best ones. So that's why you love Joe so much from San Francisco.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: That even makes more sense because I'm wondering why we, not we, but I mean, I'll do those type of things too, but now hearing what you're saying puts everything together for those who don't know, please explain what you do and what we do as Cannabis Talk 101 and you being the community outreach clubhouse leader and representative of Cannabis Talk 101 for us on on all that, what we're doing with Smoke and Joe out there in San Francisco, because that's such a great thing.
2: I'll, I'll tell you all about it. So Sweet Leaf Joe came on the podcast, I think in May or June. You guys should go back and listen to the wonderful episode. It, and he give, delivers and he does what I do. In Canada, my license allowed me to grow cannabis, give it for free to the patient and the extra, extra was able to be sold to fund the business. In their case, businesses in San Francisco that are growing cannabis and making money have an opportunity to donate the extra cannabis to medical patients that need it, and Sweetleaf Joe takes that extra cannabis, that cannabis that would have gone to waste, and isn't being sold on the market, and he gives it to terminally ill patients, people that are suffering from cancer, suffering from AIDS, suffering from ailments that they never will get better. Joe, and there's a guy out there helping them out, and it's beautiful to see.
0: It is. And you know what? You're doing that part too out there in Canada. So continue to do that beautiful work that you're doing. What led you to want to do things like that? Where does that love to help people come from?
2: I looked at cannabis when I was growing up, like a little uh, thug. I'll be honest with you. I was a businessman about it. I was like, I'm here to make money for my family. When I got a licensed medical uh, grow, and I began to engage with the patients and have to see these patients that needed it as medicine day to day, it totally changed my mindset, Joe. It made me realize that cannabis isn't just a business and it's not a drug like all the others that are street drugs for you to hustle and bustle. Cannabis is a medicine that people rely on for them to live a better life. And that's why I've made a shift and go down the medical path.
0: And it's such a great path because when you hear about stories like this, the Sweet Leaf Joes, the Alley Muffins, the things that you're doing and, and to start the clubhouse rooms and to do these things that you mentioned out there that are so important. I mean, just to give you a couple, Medical Mondays, Terpene Tuesdays, Intellectual Property Rooms to teach people what you've learned that's created these um, license and this and that. And then, and then you're getting into the the... Nostra, what what is that again that you do for the other Thursdays and Fridays that... I wanna,
2: if I may, I want to quickly speak on that. Please, You please. guys, what Cannabis Talk has allowed us to do, and audio, like you said, we'll come back on. Um, we have been able to to community outreach on a new level. As the pandemic hit, a lot of live events, the events we all used to go and see Joe Grande at and see Blue at and be able to have so much fun, all that stuff shut down guys. And Blue... I was so lucky. I met him on Clubhouse. I was there to talk to to, uh, Chris Valentino's wife about about, uh, buying like extraction equipment. But I saw uh, Blue and he gave me the opportunity to talk to the people that are members of the community. And since then, every Monday, we do a room called Medical Monday. We talk about medical cannabis at 1 p.m. 1.20 1.20 p.m. Pacific time to 4.20. We, we'd like to joke it's 4.20 Eastern to 4.20 Pacific, baby. And on turkey Tuesdays, we go from 2.20 to 4.20. On Tuesdays at 1, we do a room with lawyers where we educate you about intellectual property. Then we come back on Thursdays at 11.20 a.m. and we do a mentorship room for people that are trying to get into the business. And on Friday nights at 4.20 Pacific, we do plan talk with Amsterdam University where we talk about expert advanced grower as well as home growth for the people that need it. And I'm grateful you guys have given us the platform to be able to reach people at home that can't leave their house, that still are under lockdown, that really maybe have a physical ailment and they're using cannabis every day just to wake up, never mind what and I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to Blue and the Pop Houses Allah for letting us engage the community like
0: that as we are grateful to you for extending the knowledge that you hold and have to help these people in our clubhouse room. So, you know, we're talking to Allie Muffins, the community outreach for Cannabis Talk 101. He can help cannabis brands grow in regulated markets, experience in project management, campaigns and sales, working on Cannabis Talk 101 content with partnerships, exhibits. He basically serves the cannabis community He's a servant of Allah as he does his due, as he smokes his joint, as we interview him and takes a hit. I love him to death. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back with more Alley Muffins. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and relax. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast all around the world. And as I thank you for listening, I got to thank our team for doing so much for us out there. Jan, we appreciate every single one of you guys Erica, Daniel, Kel, Irtazar, Christian, Denny, Kevin, Andrew, Zach, Cash, Cam, Salar, Nadia, good oh Nadia, Ali, who's on the show with us today. He probably hears us talk about him and thank him every time we hear this. And now he's finally a part of the show like this. Gabrielle, Trayvon, Pitt, Chris Franchino, Jennifer and good old Elvis, our producer. And uh, how does it feel, Ali, to be a part of this right now? Just Is it, is it different for you like, to actually be on like this? Does it feeling any it's different?
2: Com- it's completely surreal, bro. I look up to you guys. You guys are mentors for me. Celebrities. And I uh, can't really believe I'm on the show. That's how I'll leave it.
0: I just love the fact, and I can't wait for you to send me the video when you're listening to this show, because one of my fun memories is we were out recording shows. I believe we we're on the road in Texas. And for those who don't know, let me just paint a picture of, of what happens here. As I mentioned earlier, we've never slapped hands, so we've never sat down in the same room and go over everything that we have. But Ali is very creative and very, very hands on and wants to push the envelope in the right directions and wants to make things better. That being said, he'll get a glimpse of something that we're doing and then he'll want to quote unquote make it better, not realizing that we already have everything that he's just suggested already locked and loaded, even from a fucking calendar like, hey, guys, maybe we should do this in the Google calendar. I'm like, Ali, we have that. But think, hey, guys, maybe we should blah, blah, blah. Ali, we have that. That all being said, he's has given things that we don't have. So I'm not trying to sit here and act like he's ge- only given us things we have. but we so it's it's an asset as i'm busting his balls right now and he's giggling off mic. Who he's put on mute please put yourself on dog people want to hear you laugh yes. it fun it's funny you because i cute. love it because right? i'm so, laughing
2: my ass off yeah because gear. we've
0: and had these conversations i'm so they,
2: gung-ho i'm so excited and, look i'm so happy to be a part of this that and, I just and can't it's beautiful
0: stop. so my point is to this to wrap up the story when we were at, at a podcast uh, recording out in, in uh, it was Texas, right? And
2: yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I dropped
0: a, a punchline of somebody, I would do interview with somebody or, oh, I'm surprised you don't know everything like Allie does, right? So I, I had heard that Allie with this comment that only is for him, if you're listening to the podcast, you know he I heard that. a video of him listening to the podcast. <laughs> he had to back it up, I'm sure, to listen to <laughs> He's like, yeah, Joe, you like borderline, you asshole, Joe. <laughs> And it was so great. That being said, Ali, I love you for it. Because if not, I wouldn't bust your balls like that, right? It's like, if I don't like somebody, I'm not going to waste my time talking about them. If I don't appreciate somebody, I'm not going to waste my time busting their balls. I'm not going to, I don't care. So therefore, I don't appreciate you. I don't care. So you need to know. And I think you do know that that's my love language as far as, oh, I'm a ball busting. Let's get this right. I'm, you know, I, and we call direct and and I'll be direct, but it's just great to have you do so many great things with us. Um, And and that being said, you know, all these things that you're doing and all these things, um, is there something that we can expect? Because I I don't know why. And I don't know if if we could talk about this. Are you going to ever be able to leave the country? Because (laughs) it seems like every time we're going to see you somewhere, you're the only guy that I've met that can't leave fucking Canada. He's like, sorry guys they restricted me from leaving the country again sorry guys they restricted me it's like okay you're supposed to meet us in vegas you're supposed to meet us in houston california when and how are, are what are these is it because of your cannabis well, background or or what is this are, are we not even allowed to talk about it no we can talk about it
2: one of the look there's the ugly side of uh, Again, why I am so dedicated to this community and to the medical community is because when I was coming up and when I was a teenager, I saw the ugly side of cannabis. At that time, cannabis was mixed in with all the street drugs, show. You knew how it was. It was, you know, white powder, uh, purple pills and cannabis. And mistakenly, because cannabis was prohibited, it was criminalized and it was put into the hands of dealers. And that, that all has a place in our society. I understand it. But what happened for me that has affected our ability to travel is during an invasion, all of my documentation was gone. And because I'm not born in Canada, it was, um, it's been a long road getting all of it back and, and kind of proof and making sure. During the pandemic, I've traveled quite a bit, but during the pandemic, my passport expired. And now I'm in like a bureaucratic freaking loop where I have to reprove who I am because I wasn't born here. And those documents for proving it were lost in that unfortunate incident way back when. That's
0: deep. I didn't realize that.
2: And it's been a process, brother. But one of the things, saving graces has been that, again, we're still on partial lockdown here in Canada. I've had you guys to rely on. I've had all of the 15 people you just read off that are supporting Um, brothers and sisters at Cannabis Talk that that work with me and they've all welcomed me and the reason I keep sticking to it and, and make sure even if you and I don't talk for two or three weeks and I'm plugging away at Cannabis Talk is because you guys have given me the opportunity to engage again in this bigger picture and you have already got to know me enough. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to fucking take over the whole world and I think Cannabis Talk Network is going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Right. But unfortunately, because I can't travel, um, I've been a little bit behind. So one of the things I do is make sure that I put in the extra effort online and engage with the online community, because I see that there's a lot of other people in my shoes, Joe. There's a lot of other people that maybe they're not like me that got everything going on. And it's just a bureaucratic mistake, but they literally can't leave their house. They literally can't afford to travel. And they're relying on our cannabis community. And you guys have been amazing in allowing us to engage with them.
0: I didn't realize you lost all your paperwork. Do you find this is a random question? And I, I just I'm just thinking it, and I'm wondering, is it harder being from Iran with the Muslim background?
2: One hundred and ninety million percent. That's what's been what what You know what I'm saying?
0: Like I just That's, I had to ask. Because I mean, I like- you
2: I, and I didn't want to put my government out like that, but yo, because I I I'm a Muslim. Of Iranian descent, yeah. which Iran is the big bad ass there that's still enemies with everybody and they don't want to get along at all. Those They're very trepidatious and li- like I said, the, the, I mean, we're all on the, uh, all our laundry's out now. The citizenship document that I lost that has been my pursuit right now to prove who I am isn't really replaceable and it basically is what divides me for them from the enemy to the friendlies
0: so you can't prove that you're the friend i could
2: be a terrorist coming and say i'm um, this and that and trying to get a canadian document so i can right. go to the united states and do fucking so do,
0: do, that being said do you feel because i haven't heard you badmouth him them ever as you've been uh not showing up at certain events and certain places that you have been invited to and i kind of been quote unquote waiting for it like waiting for you to go these fucking people get me this fucking cut like i've never heard you do that maybe you do it on your alone but i've never heard you do it on a zoom conference call with us and everybody together where i feel like i would be that guy but these motherfuckers they don't (laughs) i would go hard right um do you feel like they're mistreating you or do you understand the thought process behind it because the quote unquote good one or the bad one because you can't prove like your theory or your um, analogy is to prove that you are a good one. Do you feel like you understand it or is it bullshit?
2: I feel like every single day we all have to prove we're the good one. And my Canadian government, while they have made a mistake in that instance, they've been so good with medical cannabis and what medical Cannabis has taught me, Joe, is compassion. And so I sit in the shoes of the guy that's sitting at his office, looking over my paperwork and they're thinking about terrorist threats and all the things that could potentially harm us. And that's their decision making sense. So I treat it with compassion. I don't bow mouth anybody. I think our Canadian government could do better. Uh, don't ask Nadia about the Canadian government because they didn't let her in here either. What? And uh, during the pandemic, they were very strict about travel. But that's how um, that's how uh, we have to look at it. We have to look at it as a complete society and those decisions that the government make aren't about Ali Muffi. They're about all of us combined. So I have to respect it.
0: <laughs> or, or how would your mom say it?. <laughs> Well, it's now time for all of our favorite part of the show, the high five. And before we get to the high five, if you're looking for high quality seeds, head to rocketseeds.com or on Instagram at rocket underscore seeds for trusted cannabis seeds. Rocket Seed is a trusted source for thousands of quality cannabis seeds at a fair price. Head to rocketseeds.com. And you know what's great is we can mail these out to Canada. So if you want to get some out there, you want to do this and do that, you definitely can.
2: And do you know that they won the award in the Canadian Grow Up competition? The best seed bank was Rocket
0: That's right. I did hear that. That being said, it's now time for the high five with our clubhouse leader, the hostess with the mostess, getting that nickname from the coffee shop in good old Canada, Senior Alley Muffins. Alley, how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis, and where did you get it from?
2: I got it from my friend ali smalls who isn't with us anymore oh, but the reason uh, i have a nickname was because him and i were two best friends we both sold cannabis and we were both called ali so they had to differentiate us i was ali muffins he was ali smalls ali smalls is no longer with us but the first time i smoked cannabis was behind the staples parking lot on capilano road and marine drive i still remember it like it was yesterday and my mama picked me up after that with red fucking eyes, Joe. And I didn't know about yet because I was only 13. Oh, wow. And that's the first time I smoked cannabis. Did you smell it on was... you? Oh, I was in a whole lot of that night. <laughs>
0: wow. So your high went from a high to a dry real quick, huh?
2: <laughs> that poor woman has seen a lot.
0: Well, question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis, Allie? Smoking it. Joints, blunts, what do you got? I see you was-
2: joints. I joints. smoke big, fat joints with no filter, and I don't smoke anything I didn't roll myself. I have tremendous respect for the flower and the farmer, and I, I never smoke pre-rolls. I like to take a beautiful nut. I like to bust it down. I like to roll it and smoke it.
0: Well, there it is. It's the high five with our clubhouse host, Ali Muffins. Craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked?
2: Oh, man. The craziest place I've ever used cannabis or smoked was in a prison holding cell. What? Yeah, one time I got busted on a warrant and uh, I just was over the weekend and I couldn't get out. So it took so long. So I ate. The two joints that i had um i had uh hidden them so well that when i was searched i it, I, it wasn't found on me and i have consumed cannabis in a holding cell yes sir
0: holy shit. you're a full-on <laughs> criminal you know what you might be one of the savage, <laughs> motherfucker you don't get to just learn these tricks like that yeah <laughs> but- i'm honest i'm sorry i'm just but- saying you can't pull a trick like that like i swallowed it kept it in my esophagus pulled it back out, dried it out, and smoked it. Come on, dog. You're a straight mule. (laughs) I I, I can't lie. I can't lie. That's a pretty crazy, hefty story right there. Question number four, the high five. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Don't say Nadia either.
2: Fruit. Fruit. I'll tell you the one. I think um, cannabis is actually a very beneficial medicine, and it's part and parcel of a healthy lifestyle. So those of us who opt for healthy medicine also want healthy food. And I have fruit snacks to the fucking dome after I consume cannabis.
0: Like what? What are your fresh
2: ones? Best fruit salad is blueberries, strawberries, and bananas. I mix them up in a bowl. Chop them all and mix them up. That's my mind. Are you a vegetarian? I was vegan for a while. Um, No, I I plant-based. Actually, on Saturday we're doing a quick uh, plant-based room on, on Clubhouse a pop-up room, yeah, to talk about it. Um, but um, that's uh, pretty much my lifestyle, yeah. Herbs for medicine, herbs for food. No, I eat. Uh, I eat. No, I, I'll go have a McDonald's. I don't. I'm not like that.
0: Oh, but, yeah, oh, hold but, on. Will you eat pork?
2: Yes, I would. What? Yes. Yeah, I, I told you, I'm not a practicing Muslim, guys. We're talking about. How? Keeping it real on cannabis talk one on one. I just you keep do it one hundred, right. no, Hey,
0: I just you know what? To each his own, my boy. Like one of my good good friends. Like I said, uh, he he won't even go. He does a lot of crazy things. He's I call him Raw Dog Willie, the Muslim fucking. Do we disaster. do we have
2: time for me to address that real quick? Please the the, the pork. So again, as we're seeing with halal hemp and the products that are coming out, that because. You guys had a princess, I believe, on the right. podcast a couple of months ago. And they talk about how some of our Muslim practices are outdated. Pork is haram because during the time of Islam, if you had pork in the Middle East, it's so hot there. There was a big virus in the stomach of the porks; It was literally bad for people. But now today in society, we keep things clean. We have different practices. It's an outdated request. It was law because it would have killed you and people were trying to save their citizens. Not because uh, God doesn't want us to eat pigs, but he wants us to eat another. That's not how God
0: works. And that's why they say from the belly of the beast, probably, because from the belly of the beast was what's getting you sick. Mm. Straight up. Hey, I like that. Uh, you, know, you just really, uh, I can't wait to bring that up. I'm going to take that to the, to the mosque today. It is Friday. I'm going to later. Hey, guys. I'm literally going to
2: send you a link. <laughs> I'll tell y'all about, about I'm going to
0: FaceTime you from there be like tell everybody <laughs>
2: <laughs> You it know is, we are too we're going to ruin the must tonight I'm sorry ladies oh, and gentlemen cannabis 1 to 1
0: All right it's question number 5 with a high five with our clubhouse host Allie Muffins make sure you go over there and check him out Monday through Friday you can't miss him follow him on clubhouse on social media everywhere Allie Muffins Ali, if you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
2: I've heard this question 50 million times and every every time I had a different answer. But if I could smoke cannabis with one individual, it would be the president of the United States so that we can get this thing descheduled.
0: As in President Joe Biden?
2: Whoever happens to be at the time. I am not in favor of any one of those guys. But whoever it happens to be when I get the opportunity. i vote with the, president, the, the sitting president of the United States.
0: And because?
2: Because I would like to advocate for cannabis to be descheduled. And the U.S., if it were to do so, would lead the world in something that is well over to.
0: That is a very good answer, Ali. Is there anything that we left out that you'd don't want you like to share with the world out there before I let you go? Yes. Please. You guys
2: at Cannabis Talk have given me a voice and I've been able to use that to give others a voice. And I want to read something that was sent to me from a cannabis prisoner, Joe, who I came into contact with because of you, because of Blue, because of the pop Brothers that love giving us the platform and extending our reach, not to the... Millions and millions of people that I heart reaches, but down to the individual, the community members. This is from Edwin Rubis, a cannabis prisoner that is in prison right now, serving over 24 years. He says, don't let your dreams die with you. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. That's from Langston Hughes. And he says, as a young boy, my life was full of dreams. I would sit there, as I believe many young children do, and fantasize about the things I wanted to do when I grow up. Some of those fantasies were far-fetched, of course, but regardless, they made me feel good to visualize a life of exciting new possibilities. Sadly, as I grew into my teens, my life took a turn for the worse. I began to experiment with drugs and went down a path of crime and self-destruction, thereby extinguishing the aspirations I had for my future. After going through a spiritual transformation by accepting Christ, I picked up a guitar and practiced the song for three hours a day, for 30 days, then played it in church. Years later, I'm one of the worship leaders in the Christian services here in prison. I also wanted to advance my education to the highest peak possible. At this juncture, I'm on the last leg of finishing a doctorate degree in Christian counseling and therapist certification. For me, it took time coming to a place of darkness for God to open my eyes and show me that my dreams are still possible. For you, it may be a different story. You're likely in a better position to find greatness for your life. You're likely surrounded by more opportunities and resources than anyone in my shoes ever would be. Therefore, use whatever is at your disposal. Don't let your dreams die with you. That's from Cannabis Prisoner Edwin Rubis.
0: That's beautiful.
2: Thank you, Joe. That's who you guys help us connect with. And that's why we have so much respect for you guys. I appreciate you more than you know.
0: That's unbelievable, dude. I I really, uh, when you hear things like that, you don't really realize who you're touching and then who they're going to be able to touch with their inspirational story. Like, dude, this cat's locked up and sharing some wise wise words like that. (sighs) Yes, sir. We never know. Anything else that you want to touch on? And I I just want to say, aren't you also farm assist underscore IG? Is that your IG? Yes,
2: farm assist underscore IG is our account that I use basically for Clubhouse and for the community outreach. So if you guys want to message me, um, I'm on there, pharmacist, at pharmacist underscore IG. And you guys can reach out. You can come on to our Clubhouse rooms. We post the rooms there that we do for cannabis talk community outreach. And I use that account to engage with the community and the many charities that you guys work with, like um, Humanity Heroes Drive that, that's happening uh, this Saturday and some of the work like that.
0: And also Ali Muffins as well, correct?
2: Yeah, but that one, you don't want to go there, guys. Stick to pharmacist underscore IG. Ali Muffins is the bad one that we talked about earlier.
0: That's the young, that's the young kid that's doing- That's my doing- old
2: Instagram, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's the old one. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at it right now going, wait a minute. I don't remember seeing that picture, but oh boy, I've seen some old ones and some good ones. That being said, before I talk to Nadia, I wanted to get your, how did you and Nadia actually meet?
2: oh, you wanted this on the podcast. We met in Vancouver. Well, I'm going to interview her next. You
0: know what I'm saying? So I'm going to talk to her.
2: And we Nadia came to Vancouver and we met in person. And um, her and I since have begun a great working relationship. And we're proud to be part of the team.
0: So you guys actually met in Vancouver? Yes, sir. At a cannabis event or where? Oh, no, she flew to me. Okay, so then where did you meet her before that? Oh, that's between us, Joe. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, she she actually, when I asked her, she goes, you have to ask Ali. Ali said he wanted to tell you. I figured here's the platform. You could get the cat out of the bag. I've been waiting to hear from her. She's been saying, ask you. Now I'm asking you. Now you're saying it's between us. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing over there. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just trying to, they're trying to get to know you, Ali. Sorry. I love it. I love it. I want everyone
2: to know this. Our... Uh, myself and Nadia are here as members of Cannabis Talk Community Outreach. But for me personally, I'm a very private person. And she's been such a kind woman because I'm stepping out of the spotlight, because of my community and because there is still a sense of stigma on the people around me. I personally keep things quite private. So, And I really love that you guys have always expected that.
0: Well yeah, I just was wondering how you guys met because you guys do a wonderful job on Clubhouse. I mean I never said anything. We have personal. a
2: synergy. Hey,
0: hey, that, look, that look, is just think about what you heard. And it's like, I on, never go. said anything personal. So you know, no, I know. Oh, gravy. It's oh, cannabis no, it's talk one oh one. Allie, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you. Break down the list Monday through Friday and where people can find you on Clubhouse.
2: On Mondays, we're on from four twenty Eastern to four twenty Pacific on medical Mondays. On Tuesdays, we're on at 1 as well as at 2.20 Pacific. And on well, Thursdays, we're on at 11.20 Pacific in the mentorship room. On Fridays, we close with 4.20 Pacific in Amsterdam's plant talk with experts from Amsterdam University.
0: Well, there it is, you guys. Allie Muffins, you can check them out on Instagram at Pharmacist underscore IG, F-A-R-M-A-S-S-I-S-T underscore IG. It's Cannabis Talk 101. If nobody else loves you, we do.
1: Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances.